Don't. Don't open that box. What have you done? You shouldn't have opened it. You shouldn't have opened it. Open it. Open it. Open Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spit and Polish Presents The Mystery Box. I am one of your hosts, Ryan Swinski. And I'm the other, Bartek. And we are Spit and Polish likingly because we are always spitting and we both happen to be Polish. Isn't that correct, Bartek? Complete coincidence. It is. And this is our monthly show, The Mystery Box, in which we have a box that's filled with DVDs that have been found secondhand. They're complete mysteries to us. We haven't seen them before. We don't know really anything about about them, and um, we watch them. Uh, a guest comes along, picks one at random, and we just whack it in and watch it and absorb it and talk about it. So, Bartek, we're not alone for this one, are we? We do have a guest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he has to pick it. They, or she. Or, or it. A pet, maybe. Or woof, cows. woof. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do have a guest. Could you introduce... The person who came along and picked the movie that we watched. Movie? Yeah, your eyebrow went up. Sorry. Thing we watched? <laughs> I, I didn't. Uh, that wasn't intentional, the eyebrow thing. Um, yes, yeah, so the guest that we have on for this episode, the February 2019 episode of The Mystery Box, has been on Unappreciated Masterpieces four times. This is their first time on the mystery box. It is Mr. Stefan Bradley. Hello, gentlemen, and the higher being. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I went on a spiritual journey today, and I just want to say there is a fourth guest. Hello, God. <laughs> or, or a demon. We don't know. We have to <laughs> or keep a demon. It now, to be upfront with you guys at home, Stefan came along and picked another DVD that is not the one that's titled in this episode, which is The Rise and Fall of Baal. That's don't true. worry, we'll get to Baal. He actually picked, first off, a uh, triple movie pack that's for kids. Yeah, one of the movies. Pack or one of the movies is a movie with Jim Carrey in it that I've never heard of. Do you want and me to quickly grab that? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we tried to play it in multiple DVD players, clean the disc. It doesn't even have any scratches on it, and it just did not play. So we had to deep dive into the box again. Stefan's holy hand went into the demonic box and he picked out the one that Bartek and I have been looking forward to and even have kind of briefly mentioned in bits and bits and bobs We've in the episodes. Yeah, never directly. He picked The Rise and Fall of Baal. Stefan, when you picked it, Bartek and I reacted pretty strongly. How was it for you? <laughs> I, mean, I reacted I mean, pretty strongly too. Um, I, you know, I must say that, you know, after my spiritual journey, I do realize that Baal made this happen, that the first DVD did not work. <laughs> and I picked the very first one in the box afterwards. And the op- and what I opened was a beautiful DVD case. Yep. And I was pretty stunned. Look, I'll, I'll admit, I was a non-believer at the time. I was pretty stunned. This DVD pack, which... Uh, 
you know, he's amazing. The Very moment, professionally created. The moment I saw the top quarter of it, I yelled at Ryan. Ryan, he picked it! And I was like, yeah! <laughs> oh so, a bit God. of background. I found this movie called The Rise and... Movie. <laughs> this thing called The Rise and Fall of Baal uh, and, uh, at, a, at a second-hand store and op shop, the Multiple Sclerosis Op Shop on uh, Glen Ferry Road in Melbourne. Uh, I bought it for a dollar. And I bought it because that store had normal DVDs, uh, ones that were made by, you know, studios and filmmakers and were films. Yep. Um, Commercially then, released products. Then I found this one, The Rise and Fall of Baal, which the spine of the DVD is like half of a man's face and a bunch of grass or leaves or nature. And I said, what is this? Grabbed it out. And this is a homemade DVD. Uh, you can tell because when you open it up, it is a DVR, which is uh, a DVDR, as, well, as otherwise known as, which is the ones where you buy them from a store so you can burn onto a disc, whatever you filmed. Yeah. The ones that usually have the, the purple or blue or even sometimes translucently see-through bottoms. Yeah. Um, so it's not a proper disc, which is a good sign. But the thing that ties it all together, the thing that makes Bartek look forward to it, that's made me look forward to it, that's made every single guest look forward it's to it. It's made the after, mystery. It's made the mystery in the mystery box, is it has no information on the back or really on the front. Or anywhere. It doesn't have a synopsis. It doesn't have a year. It doesn't have anything other than it's a photo collage cover yeah that's literally what it is it's just a collage there's no spine like title on the spine because that's part of the collage is the title on the disc it's on the front in white font the rise and fall of baal or bale is is it on the disc though the title um that's a good question and it is and it's in like happy font so with the with the whole dvd cover the front the back the spine the inside front back and spine and the disc the only words are on the disc in the front and it's just the title Look, here's the thing. I've had this in my ownership for so long. Yeah. And I've been really worried about... This is the portion which we'd have to describe the cover. Because, of course, with this show, finding things that you are not aware of, we have criteria, of course. And uh, it's usually the cover. And Mm. knowing that it's not something mainstream, like, you know, this doesn't have Ryan Reynolds in it or something. But, God, if he appeared in it, that would be the best. (laughs) Uh, As Jezebel. (laughs) No. Um... The cover is a nightmare. I have dreamt about this cover, and I don't remember my dreams. And I know I've dreamt about it. I just feel it in my soul. I've thought about it a lot. I've had to describe it to people who weren't around to see the DVD cover itself. We've also shown it to people that have visited. Yeah, when they, when they, when people have been on the mystery box and they didn't pick it, I just go, you know what, you didn't pick this, (laughs) and then they're like, shit. Here's the thing. We will upload a picture of this cover on our social medias because there is no humanly human way, earthly way to describe this in any accurate way. It is a bunch of random photos from behind the scenes and in the movie. It's got a bunch of preteens, uh, tweens, and 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 some adults and children too. Children and just, birds and birds. <laughs> Family fun for all ages. And they're all dressed in religious robes and garments, very very like, you know, 
Old Testament kind of garbs. And but the thing that makes it all, the thing that really makes it is someone is dressed in a bear costume. Yep, you said it. <laughs> a creepy, creepy bear costume with their arms up and they're behind a bush. You open up the DVD and that's the image enhanced on the DVD itself. But behind the DVD, open up the DVD and it's just a bunch of children dressed as animals with face paint on, and that made it even creepier. Now here's the thing, guys. I could describe every single image on this cover, and that will be the entire podcast. <laughs> it is that legendary. It is that great. But here's the thing that really matters. The name. Bartek and I are professionals, but we became unprofessional of not having this been picked for so long that we Googled. Yeah. We <laughs> and cheated. And we could not find anything. Yeah. Uh, and... and uh, we looked up Baal or Bale, depends the pronunciation of whatever actors in it. Yep. And Bale is basically a, a servant of Satan or mm. a demonic king, depends which one you're going for, it seems. Evil, evil, evil demon. Yeah, I, I've known about Baal since I was younger because my stepbrother used to play Diablo 2 all the time and Baal was one of the final bosses in it. So right. I was like, oh, so Baal's like a demon or something, but so... this is... Like, not to describe every picture on the cover, but throughout the whole thing, I always had this idea in my head that, like, was this, like, a family dress-up picnic and they just, like, filmed a bunch of stuff and tried to make something out of it? I went the other way in which I thought it was an, oh, an organized cult. Uh, yeah, a Satanist cult. cult. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> Stefan, you're laughing, but like when you're cult. stuck with this for nearly a year... You're going to think of every option. I thought it was going to be a snuff video at one point. I, I didn't know what the fuck I was expecting with this. This is no information. And no information gives me the ability well, to create Ryan, information for Ryan, myself. Do you now, whenever you hear the phrase, a picture is worth a thousand words, are you going to contest it? Well, no, I'm not because... A thousand pictures. That's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> ten thousand words. He's got ten thousand But words. you didn't get anything from it, did you? I don't know. Which is what I'm saying. It is so jarring, though, because when you look at the front, so you've got that, like, that picture of the sky, which looks like tape. Because it's, <laughs> it's not like a collage. Well, I mean, it is a collage, but it's just... In the most literal sense, yes, it they is. They just cop. They just put... It's, it's like they just got a piece of paper and just paste... Put any picture, and it doesn't matter if they go well together. It's so jarring. Yeah, it, well, there is a lot of green, I guess. It's a nightmare, people. Yeah. So we'll upload that. Check out our, our Twitter, our Facebook. It's going to be there. Heck, I might even change it to the banner photo for <laughs> Facebook. It is that great. So, Stefan, you picked this. You saw our immense reaction to this, but... Did you see mine? <laughs> I did. You looked, like, worried. But <laughs> what did you think you were going to get out of this? Especially from what we were... Yeah, like, we just we, basically we, we answered that question. It, yeah, but what did he... Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, Stefan, you're, you're given the Holy Grail and you don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, I could immediately tell that this was uh, amateur hour over here, <laughs> and it was an hour, and I was thinking, school play? <laughs> and, you know, I guess I was half right. Yeah. It was kind of like a school play, and I expected something religious, and, you know, I wasn't disappointed, you know, so I'm glad that the higher power of Baal... Or Bale, whatever whatever your name is, I don't want to. I'm going with Baal. Blasphemy. I'm going to stick with Baal. Saying his name incorrectly is of course blasphemy, so I guess I'm going to hell. But um, he's from there, so yeah, that's true. I guess I'll go meet him. Baal. <laughs> thank you, higher power, for giving me this moment. And I think we are assuming this uh, this is a Jehovah's Witness thing, but it's kind of oh, hard to tell when oh, I yeah, Google. Jehovah is is all over this. a lot, but. Yeah. Jehovah is all over this. I'm surprised that they, 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 no one said Yahweh in there or something. <laughs> like, oh my god! The Bible was mentioned near the end. So yeah. this okay. So and passages were written. So 
ah, this <laughs> my brain hurts. So we were really pumped. We put it in the DVD player and it immediately goes to the menu. No, no, no black, no nothing. And we hear internet dialing up sounds and then like phone beep sounds of people mashing the keys. Do, 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 do. And then just pop music plays. Don't forget the Apple symbol, dearest. And there's an Apple symbol on the menu. Was and- it? Yeah, yeah it's the bottom right, remember? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's a slideshow of things we're going to see in this. And the menu has play preview, yeah. play movie, extras, <laughs> <laughs> DIY mummy, and slideshow. <laughs> slideshow. So All typical things you see We on said menu. we're going to watch every single one of these because we would be prepared. Because, you know, they were prepared enough to make a menu. There are some that don't even bother. That's so, pretty pro. They were pretty pro. Now, I just want to have a disclaimer right now. The audio from this movie is garbage. And <laughs> most of it I will not be able to play because they use supremely copyrighted music. And yep. I doubt that the Beatles gave consent for these guys to use songs. But I will drop in audio from whatever I can. <laughs> Watch out. It's pretty rough. Oh, hell's the bell. Bartek, we played the movie. Yes. What met us to begin with? Two production company uh, logos. Logos. Yeah. Did I they look professional? One of them had a pyramid on it that I swear I've seen before. But taking a second look at it, it it's it's had like this semi-professional-ish. It look. looked like a professional studio yeah. from the nineties. Yeah. It was okay. It, it was, looked like it, it could decent. have been a real studio, but it yeah. wasn't like Paramount level. It oh no no! It looked like the pyramid. It looked like that like uh, Fremulons logo. Like, it's just <laughs> so insane. So we met with two semi-professional-looking yeah, studio things, um, which is good, mm. especially Go- for something that was a mystery. Go on. <laughs> Um, yeah, that that's the first thing that happens. Uh, and then I believe the first actual shot of the film was this low-angle shot that seemed to be set in, like, a park or something. Yep. These bushes that were up on, a like, a hill that was going upwards. And, uh, I believe it was all the children <laughs> in robes and face paint. Small children. Small children in robes and face paint popping out of the bushes. And, One at a time. And, like, they couldn't help not laughing. Yeah. So this is what we're up for. And, and let's not forget the sound. Yeah. Yeah. The deafening, deafening, but also really quiet at the same time sound. But you know what? That first scene with the kids popping out of the bushes, uh, even though I'm assuming that was real and practical effects, so to speak, just something about it did not look real. Like, even that looked a bit green it screen. Was, it was because it was the, the backlighting of yeah. the sky ruined it, and it made it look like they were in this artificial zone, but it, they were real. Now, Baza, come on. We are then I, quickly at the beginning introduced to the framing mechanism that holds the stories together, mm-hmm. which is a certain gentleman. Yes, that's right. Yes, um... We, we get a title card telling us that the story is set in 910 AD Israel, I believe it was. BC. BC? BC. Was it BC? I think it was BC. Because it's before Jesus. This is all before Jesus. That's right, yeah. yeah. Okay. 910 BC Israel. Um, and that our, our Greek chorus of the film that we'll keep cutting back to is a BBC news reporter. 
and the BBC, not like they've used different words for the stand for BBC. No, 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 the, the British Broadcasting Corporation, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they said it, but they no. had the logo and everything. Oh, oh, Did they I'm say pretty sure he said it. <laughs> I know Stefan did, but... Oh, no, I think the uh, oh, the man, the, the very nice man who I respect so greatly, because I'm sure he's listening to this. Well, I respect him because he was, like, the clearest voice in the film. Yeah, <laughs> because he had a microphone right yeah. at his mouth. He was basically dressed like a modern-day man in a suit, but he had, a uh, like, a turban? Yeah, yeah. 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 Not to say Saudi, that that isn't... He had those Saudi Arabian yeah. Not to turbans. say that that isn't normal, but... It, For a white guy, yeah. it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And what's he telling us? He's giving us exposition about uh, Je- Jehovah, was it? Jehovah. I don't know. There were so many religious figures to keep track of. I think that was the beginning where he was basically telling us, this person married this person, but this person was jealous of that, and they wanted to kill that person for that and take that person. And it was just and it on and on and on. It was like, Jebediah, Jehovah, whatever. Like, yeah. it was so many. I'll give the film this. Throughout the film... film? <laughs> We'll call it a film, whatever. It's 62 minutes. Of course, of course. I apologize to the makers of this film. It is a film, sorry. Yep. Um, Yeah, whenever it cut to the news footage, uh, you know, whether it was BBC or any of the other ones that sometimes pop up, um, they had the news ticker at the bottom, and even though it looked low quality, it wasn't... It was sort of randomish, like, you know, the gag that you see, like, oh, in the news ticker, if you pay attention, you get a little gag. There, there were some gags there, but they were all sort of relevant to what was happening. But also, they sped by real fast, so yeah. if you weren't paying attention, There was gone. one specific time where it just zoomed by and we couldn't get a single <laughs> word. <laughs> Most of the time it was readable, but yeah, there was, and, it was too fast. Yeah, and, you know, a few spelling mistakes and... Primary issue society was all good. But other than that, the, the production value of this was real high, right? Yes, it was very oh, yeah, high. and every time every time it cut to and from the BBC, <laughs> like the blue background, the the news reporter would either pop in or pop yes. out. <laughs> just cut That was so weird. <laughs> like he was a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Do you um, have anything on his desk, like a laptop and stuff? Oh he had a laptop. Mug? He had uh, he had a um he had a mug, he had a microphone. Uh, he uh, he had a, a, a landline telephone. Yes. That's the thing I gravitated towards the most. He eventually got tired of memorizing all these religious names, oh, yes. so they literally handed him the script. The script. <laughs> yeah, he had. There was um. They did indicate that there was a lady in his behind the scenes who would sometimes pop up and just say. No, something. No, no. This is the very beginning of that introduction of her. Yeah. So if, I guess I had to incorporate her in because I imagine they shot this chronologically. Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, that was the best. That was my. That was the indication for me. We were in good territory yeah. when they gave up and had to get the <laughs> script of someone off camera. Mm. I think. Look, this movie's insane, and we've said that about so many mystery box movies at the at recent yeah. times. But here's the thing: we did a movie called Stardust. We did a movie called Betaville. We did a movie called Finding Emo. We did, you know, a movie called Space Fury, in which basically it was kind of like, well, how do you describe the plot to these? Or how do we provide context to these? But here's the thing. All those movies I just mentioned did have a structure that we could remember somewhat from a chronological A to B to C to D. Like, this scene goes in this scene. This movie just... This movie... This all just blends together with religious things happening and none of it being explained very well at all. Isn't and that different, right, Bartok? 
different actors playing different characters too. Which that was, was the best part. Yeah. yeah, and not even changing costume. Uh, yeah, and you know what, Ryan? I feel like every time we've done one of those films on the show, we have brought up that same point of like, you know, we've done these films and they did this, but this one, blah, blah, blah. But I think this is... I, I, I really cannot see us, you know, giving this film that kind of credit in a later episode because it was just... No, it's like every time we say, this one's getting hard to describe. The next one's like, oh, oh, you think that one was hard to describe? Wait till I oil myself up. But this one, and I know you use this word in Finding Emo, the home video aspect. (laughs) This really was just gather the family together, actually act, don't change their costumes between scenes so that, you know, even though there is a scene where the little children play dogs and they have the face paint, the face paint is always on them. Because um, they filmed him in one day. And even when we've said that lines have been hard to hear, not only is this the case for this one, but the licensed music playing too loud too over loud. it was a really big distraction to the point where, and we watched this again with your fiance Rachel Ryan. Um, Rachel Ryan. Uh, <laughs> she, she said that she had a headache by the end of it, and she didn't stick around for some of the, the bonus features yeah, because we had the music to play kept playing. We ha- also had to play it loudly to understand what they were saying, but the music was so loud. So it's mm. just like... Look, if anyone's watching this on their iPod Nano, just be careful with your headphones. It might hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah, watching uh, this movie, yeah. Good evening. Welcome to the British Broadcasting Corporation Evening News. And I'm Michael John Ryan. Today, in the 38th year of King Asa of Judah, Ahab has continued his ill deeds. Reports coming to this studio indicate that Ahab, the son of Omri, has proceeded to do worse in the eyes of Jehovah than all those prior to him. It is as if it were the most trivial thing for him to walk into the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. Ahab has taken as his wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbaal, the king of the Sidonians. I, I don't know where this came from. I really want to know. Well, we 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 looked up some stuff afterwards, and we think that it's from it was filmed in Melbourne, right? Oh yeah, I assumed it was filmed uh, near Glen Ferry Road, where I bought it on DVD. <laughs> yeah, because I just went as if some like Nigerian prince would film this and then leave it in like. <laughs> well, right, right. Come on, everyone in this film was white. I'm pretty sure, right? <laughs> Even the people playing foreigners. Oh, all of them were foreigners. Well, yeah, so, that's a good like, point. That's, but... that's the best part. Can we please? Uh, there's one of my favorite gags in the movie because this movie does have gags. Is um, there's the character of Elijah, Elijah, who is played by at least two different actors. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, because there was a blooper where one of the actors themselves got Elijah and Ali Shah mixed yeah, up or yeah. something. Elijah, uh, he declared, I'm pretty sure it was him, I'm going to wing it and say it's him, mm. declared a drought and famine and this stuff. Oh, cursing. was this a news reporter scene? Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, getting yeah. there. Cursing the fact that uh, uh, Jezebel and whoever the king was... Uh, were in charge, basically. Jahu? Jahu, Jahu was the replacement. Right. Uh, the king were in charge, and then it cuts to the news reporter reporting this information that we've just been told, and then it cuts to the weather girl, and that whole scene was hilarious, because she has, like, the 
It's just like filmed in someone's bedroom with a white wall. <laughs> and they printed out something and stuck it on the wall and stuck little sunshine areas. And she's just like, it's going to be sunny here. And the whole joke is, since there's a drought and whatever, it's sunny all the time everywhere. Yeah. And she's still going through each of them. Like, it's going to be like a different weather forecast. And then at the end, she just kind of gives up. <laughs> and it, that was my favorite joke in the movie. I went, oh, you know what? in a real thing. No offense to the people who made this. Of course, this is real. That was like, like the, Jehovah. It was but like the most real se- thing. It was like the most self-aware moment of the film. This would be a great joke that you've got <laughs> here. Like, like it, it would be a banger of a joke. But in this, it's it's the movie. For in, me. In, when we later on, when we looked at like the behind the scenes, it showed us an alternate of that where she was making like political jokes or something. Yeah, about, which like, was great. These are songs, yeah, I these like are that bombs. Part, yeah. <laughs> if you're watching this in a modern day context, these are bombs. <laughs> Not safe either way. That was the greatest. Bartek, yes. there's so much to cover, but also we don't have the entire timeline of the universe to talk about it. Yeah. Is there something that really stood out as a favorite gag? Because you well, noticed some of the jokes more than I did. I was just did baffled. I? Yeah, you were, you you read the text crawls. I didn't even bother. I was uh, too focused them, yeah. on... I mean, there was one that's literally a skit. Uh, a great skit? Which was prefaced with a title screen saying, Coming soon to BBC Two. Yes, of course. And what was coming soon to BBC Two? Well, obviously, you know, the four of us were watching Coming Soon to BBC Two. It's like, what what is this? Like, what, what religious event is going to come up? But instead, it cut to, like, a pink screen with a box in the top left corner with the person, look, person, person looking around. And then another box showed up, and another, and another, and they kept looking around. And music was playing in the and background. And music, and there was singing. And we could tell that the tune was very similar to The Brady Bunch. And not only that, <laughs> but the boxes and the looking around was similar to The Brady Bunch. Yep. Um, and in the end, it was The Barley Bunch. <laughs> Oh, that was brilliant. Of course, that immediately led to the magnum opus of the whole movie. The greatest person in the film. Stefan, what did this all lead to? So someone is watching the the Barley Bunch on TV. Tell us all about this, man. Well, at the Barley Bunch, we saw uh, the the greatest, the the star of the movie, which was Jezebel. She was great. She (laughs) was great, and... That other kid, I don't, I don't know yeah, who he was. Yeah, he was great He too. played a million yeah. people, yeah. Watching the TV, realising that a badness has happened, a drought is happening, is that yeah, right? Yes. And then she realised that she knew what she had to do. She had to kill. <laughs> she had to start killing. And she had to she had to kill... Wait, who who was her target? Was it, it, was, it was Elijah. It was Elijah, yes, Elijah. Elijah, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your family. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna kill your dog. I'm gonna kill your bear. <laughs> and then a bear comes and then in. Bear. And then the guy dressed in the the woman dressed in the bear costume comes in, and she immediately chokes it. But the it's the way she it's says her delivery. It. It's like she's talking to the husband, and then immediately when she's like, I'm gonna have to kill Elijah. Then she turns and looks directly at the camera, and she's talking to us. Oh, yeah. She's like, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill your family. I'm gonna kill your friends. I'm gonna have to kill. She's like, I think she's like, I'm gonna have to kill your dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, I'm going to definitely have to kill this bear, and then a bear it's walks like, in. If you got, if you have the stereotype of like the white wannabe gangster in America, this is like our equivalent. But, I guess. but she's like, a Australian, small Asian yeah. Australian, the Australian, girl. the Australian from the streets, young girl. She was the what's her name? The the chick chick boom. 
Girl. Oh, I remember <laughs> the Kick Room Girl. Yeah, it was basically that. The funny sick boys. It's, it's <laughs> the type of character boys. you would hear saying the word bro, but saying like bro. She <laughs> was the best. It immediately that scene doesn't just end there. She has these two drongo uncle <laughs> characters, like these two people who are clearly someone's uncles, knock on the door, and she's like, "What is it?" And she's they're like, "You called us." He's like, "All right, you know this Elijah guy." He needs to die. <laughs> he needs to die. He needs to die. He needs to die right now. And they're like, are you sure you want us to kill? And she's like, uh, yeah, I'm Jezebel. I just said kill him. Kill him, kill him. I will have to go out and do it myself. And they're just like, whoa, okay, okay. And basically every single scene she is in is the greatest scene ever filmed in all of cinema. She is perfect, and when she eventually is no longer in the movie, the movie takes a massive dip. Yes. But there that was is, that yeah. movie peaked at that point. It, it it kept going once you saw the barley bunch. It kept going <laughs> and going and going. Then once she was gone, boom. Well, boom. here's the thing: her first and second appearance had like a long gap between them. Yeah, we were worried she wasn't coming. To the point where, like halfway through, it, I'm like, I miss Jezebel. Yeah. And then eventually she turns up again. And then she's very, you know, often in the film. Prominent. She's like a villain now. Until she's killed off. Yeah. Spoiler. She's killed off, guys. I know. You're really scared about Jezebel's future. <laughs> like, yeah, she just had so much character. Did you just say that? Drought? I'm gonna kill him. I hate this program. I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill him and everyone around him. He's dead. I hate you, Elijah. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill your family. I'm gonna kill everyone in your neighborhood. I'm gonna kill your dog. You know what? I'm gonna kill your bear. And I'm, then I'm gonna burn everything down. Bartek. Yes. Could you explain for the listening people in the rise and fall of Baal? Mm hmm. To get a better understanding, this is very homemade. Yeah. But um, to give a better understanding, could you describe the locations that they film in? It was pretty much, if not indoors or in backyards, it was just basically, you know, Melbourne suburbs. Yeah. Like, with lots of grassy areas in these suburbs, but, you know, there's, like, the, the public park. Where people are driving by. And, and walking, walking by. Uh, on their merry day. Yeah, big nature strips, uh, backyards, indoor houses. They're all, like, two-story houses. You know, from everything, from living rooms to kitchens to bathrooms. This was the real Australia. But this was Israel, 900-something oh, yeah. BC. <laughs> yeah, this is the real Israel. <laughs> there was a part where it said three years later, so 913 as well, I guess. Whoa, and they must have, by then, got cars. <laughs> well, I mean, there was the whole sequence where someone was starving, and then it <laughs> cut to a kid opening a fridge and realizing there's no food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was so good, that was so good. The thing of this is, it is this is the cheapest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> It has, they use, I think, like, they show a bit where, at the end, where they have the cameraman, and he has a microphone on his camera that looks quite nice, but I just don't believe that he had it on. (laughs) (laughs) Because a a majority of the film scenes are outside, and all you hear is... Yeah, a lot of wind. Yeah, wind. Or the music. All the time. And the music's trying to block it out. You can't hear what they're saying. And the music successfully blocks out the dialogue. The dialogue. (laughs) dialogue. And I feel like I missed a lot of great dialogue, which uh, definitely prevented me from hearing the the, the real plot. It made the plot a bit incoherent, which is annoying because, you know. There was a sequence earlier in the film where the... 
should I call them Jehovah's Witnesses? Like, I don't know. Elijah, I assume so. Elijah's, pro, uh, Elijah's yeah. followers or Je- the Jehovah's. The, the, the Jehovah's were going door to door to, like, preach. And at the end of each sequence, like, they would get arrested or taken by away. By thug. By different <laughs> themed thugs. Like, the first one was, like... An Australian surfer bogan guy or something. <laughs> and he came out of nowhere and he was like, all right, darling. Yeah, like sunglasses, like bleach blonde hair. I think his even his top was like almost a, a singlet. Or something. Yeah, singlet. I'll admit that was pretty entertaining. And then like the next guy was uh, one of the uncles in like the robes, like taking you away, like I'm taking you away or whatever. You're under arrest. Yeah. And then she's like, am I? Yeah, very much a, <laughs> a, a mix and match of you know fashion styles of for course. this period piece. Yes, yes, of course. The one of the Jehovah's Witnesses was just wearing a towel on his head, like <laughs> like like a bath towel, a big, thick, fluffy towel. <laughs> it was one the of, best. Yeah, and another thing, this I I don't think it was meant to be a big deal in the film, but from watching it and watching the behind the scenes, we got the impression that <laughs> the scenes, at yeah. some point. The making of cupcakes was a very big deal for the yeah. cast and crew. <laughs> they even had at the credits, yeah, cupcakes. Cupcakes they had their own like credit during where everyone was being credited, <laughs> yeah. But what else was in that fridge? Was that like a, it was? It oh, it's chunky of... peanut butter. Chunky peanut butter. Yeah. At the end. Oh, that was the post credits. At the gag, end, the oh, post credits yeah. gag is uh, Jezebel and the guy who played the king are fighting over things in the fridge, and you bo- you're supposed to think they're fighting over a cupcake, but oh no, they each wanted an individual thing, and they're fighting for no reason, and basically sin. <laughs> I, I do believe that this movie is actually groundbreaking for its time. I don't know when it was made. Let's just yeah. We year? usually we usually guess what year this film oh, comes that's out, right. and then One we of know us... what year it comes out. Yeah. But this has no option. So when you read the description, it'll be like the rise and fall of Baal. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. I thought this film came out probably it was filmed at least 2011. I think it definitely has to be earlier this decade. I th- I'm gonna say 2009, but Ooh. we will see. We I mean, look, see. we have. I, I hope we get an answer one day from Jehovah or Baal. Elijah, stop digging that grave and come here. I need to talk to you. Elijah, you have been a wonderful servant of Jehovah and have learned His ways and His covenants very well. So I am entrusting to you to be the new prophet. Here is your coat. So here, here's a here's another thing. So when we did finding emo. We tried to have guesses for, like, what community this was. Yeah. Did you... Were you trying to think about similar things to that in this? Oh, I gave up immediately (laughs) because I just knew this was some local church group who got a camera... Like, one of them bought a camera, and they're like, Huh? We can go film and something. The kids would love it. Yeah. Jan, you make the cupcakes. Um, (laughs) Samantha, you play Jezebel because you're such a Jezebel. Um, you know, kids bring all your bird toys. I've already got a BBC set set ready, so let's get it all going. Yeah, I, I kept I kept that in the back of my mind throughout the whole time. Like, what sort of community do we have here? The credits kind of revealed a lot of recurring last names. Yeah, it was like two or three families in particular. Were yeah, the, the, the Page, the, the Henriksons, and there was one that being with K. Yeah, there's. A lot of people to blame. I mean, thank. <laughs> and, um, it was a wonderful experience. The I feel blessed that, about this movie. The to be fact honest. that I could say earnestly that I'm pretty sure I'm the only person that owns this <laughs> says a lot. Like I, I like, know, I thought... like people listening to this at home, 
you'll never understand this whole experience. Like, with the other ones that we've had on the show, you could Google them and eBay them or find them in some way. Finding this, Nemo did have one single page talking about this, it. This, good luck. I, <laughs> this I un- is... I unfortunately did not have a chance to listen to the Finding Emo episode. Oh, Can you guys it. tell me in, like, two sentences what that movie is? Uh, and Christian is- Australians go... To Papua New Guinea. To Papua New Guinea. And shittily try to make it into a documentary, <laughs> but it gives you no context of who they are. Why is it called Finding Nemo? Because the That's village... the big question. It makes you think of Finding Nemo, doesn't it? No, well, yeah. it's, it's answered immediately, because the village they have to go to is called Emo. Oh. Yeah, but, oh. but why are they making a reference to Finding Nemo? That's mm. the thing. Yeah. I recommend that episode, though. Does it have a good cover as well? Like this Oh, one? it's amazing, but oh. it's very simplistic. I will listen to the episode then. Yeah, like, at first I thought maybe, oh, okay, there are some adults here with these kids and, you know, they can speak a little more clear. So I thought maybe, could this be, like, a class project and, like, the teacher is trying to get them to explain what they've learned through their studies? But then I had to consider the fact that there are a lot of different age children. Like, there were some that were very obviously teenagers, some that were very obviously, you know... Four-year-olds. Early, late childhood. Yep. Um, ones that were cl- some that were clearly like fifty-year-old men wearing wigs. Yeah. Then, at, then at some point, I thought like, okay, maybe this is some sort of religious community, like you know, maybe a church group. But then there weren't as many families. There wasn't enough variety in the last names to make me think like, oh, this is a big group. So it must have. It must be like some fa- a couple of families and outliers that were close and they wanted to make a religious product. Because at the end of the film, before the credits, <clears throat> there is a part where, you know, they're not acting. They're just like Finding Emo talking to the camera about what they've learned. It's like South Park, right? You know, I really learned something today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except that it's like every cast member, all, ch- all the young cast members. All the yeah. children were like... I learned, and you could tell they're just bullshitting their way through. <laughs> there was a learned. blooper for one of them where one of them messed up. Yeah, so, yeah, and then it jump cut. Yeah, and one of them was talking about how, like, oh, I learned that we shouldn't be violent and we should teach the Bible to everyone. No, you 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 got that right, but it was I learned that you shouldn't punch people in the <laughs> face. <laughs> I remember one of our favourite child lines. It happened very early on where one of the children, I think, were playing one of the door-to-door prophets and they were holding some, like, pamphlets or something and like, uh, this is the... S-. And we thought they were going to say script, but they immediately cut to them saying, <laughs> saying it something properly, else. yeah. That was great. What about the many times someone off-camera would correct the person that's on <laughs> camera and they kept it in? What about the time? <laughs> this will be the what about the time episode. Stefan, what about the time... This is the Family Guy episode. ...where the woman who was doing the Jehovah's Witnessing knocked on the door and then she <laughs> laughed hysterically yes. and then they then she stood back up and then went through the dialogue still and they kept it in. They didn't cut that out. Uh, one of my favourite scenes <laughs> among many. <laughs> so many. It's something about the government. What was that line? Do you remember that one? No. Nearly, near the start. It's like... There's like something about not trusting the government. I don't know. It was at the very start. We were yeah. laughing too hard to really hear yeah, any we're of the laughing dialogue. So hard. Are you one of Jehovah's prophets? Yep. Oh, I'm very interested. It says Jezebel with a. Oh, I'm gonna take you away from the name of Jezebel. Nobody does this type of work. Next time, do not open the doors, or you'll be in trouble as well. 
What is government coming to in this country? I tell you. There's a point in this movie where it demands that we should know what the plot is. <laughs> and we're like, I'm sorry, I don't know. Because we keep cutting to Elijah eating sausages and getting birds thrown at him. No, the birds were delivering the sausages. Or her. And or her. fixing up her beard. Oh, she took her beard off to, <laughs> to eat a sausage. <laughs> that was great. You guys are too busy trying to talk to each other about like, I, what do you think this is about, Stefan? I'm like, guys, she just took her beard we off. We were also thinking, is that a carrot? Yeah, we were like, what is she eating? Because it made a crunch sound, but yeah. it was a sausage. A really dry, dry sausage. Mm. Um, Could you, one of you, please... I guess this is the plot. One of you, please explain the plight of Elijah. I think, well, there lots of plights that are facing Elijah. I think my favourite one was uh, about halfway when we had Elijah 1. I think we are on the first Elijah at that point. Ran for a very long time. And then... A whole day. A whole day. And then Elijah couldn't run anymore until somebody conveniently left a lunchbox a- and angel. a water bottle. An, an angel. angel, yes. Are you an angel? <laughs> That's an we are but men. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Elijah runs for another 40 days, but she leaves behind the lunchbox and the water bottle, which... We didn't of... see see Elijah drink it, so that was a bit strange. Oh, but... was that also the part where they put the, the, she put the food to her mouth? And, and said, went, nom, 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 nom. nom, nom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she just dumps yeah. the food and runs off. Oh, oh, do you remember what the food was? It was like a rice cracker, wasn't it? It was a rice yeah. cracker. The worst fucking thing you could be eating if you've ran if you ran for like a whole day. Yeah. If that you want hydration and what? nourishment. Oh my god. <laughs> it would be like it would be like, yeah, yeah, you've you've run forty days and they're like, here, have salt and vinegar chips. That'll like, keep you going for another forty. <laughs> it's the worst thing. But yeah, so Elijah's basically running because of I don't even remember at this point. Jezebel. Jezebel. It's all Jezebel, right? It's a dang Joel Jezebel. Yeah. Until she dies. Until she dies. But at some point, Elijah had died in between that. Uh, who knows? But yeah, Bartek, uh, follow up. So Elijah's running for 40 days. For nuts, but like, what's happening in the grand scheme of the Elijah plight? <laughs> There's Baal. Ba- Baal is a background. Uh, he- he's spoken of... He's spoken of. Baal is an unseen character. Like he's not represented yeah. physically in this film. Like bummer. There's some sort of. There's some sort of sect believing in him, and they have these things called Baal poles. Yeah, don't don't worship those. In fact, I think like the second thing we see in the film after the bush popping out thing is, is a bunch of throwing children them. like laughing and. Saying, hail, hail, ball. Yeah, yeah that was At really first confusing. we thought, like, oh, is that the cross? Because they were holding it in the crossway. But no, they were, they were just putting it up vertically. Yeah, so basically Elijah has to uh, defeat these, uh, like, basic Satanists by letting them know about Jehovah. Yeah. And how does he do this? Do you remember how he defeats them? It's a poignant scene. Is that the scene with the bull? That is the scene with the bull. Yeah. Basically, it's a scene where one group is standing on one side and the other group's standing on the other, and one group's shouting, Jehovah, 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 and there's a news reporter there, and the news reporter points it at the mic and says, but what about Jehovah makes him better than Baal? And then Elijah's like, because Jehovah is Jehovah. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they walk over to the Baal people. And it's like, what makes Baal better than Jehovah? And they're like, hail, 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 Baal, Baal. And they're like, and she's like, good point, good point. And it's just basically a back and forth 
of that for like 10 years. And then out of nowhere, they're like, oh, they're Baal. Baal never turned up. Baal has failed them even after they did this. And it's like some person lying in what is supposed to be like a bull outfit, but it's like clearly like a cow. But we could barely see because they're lying down on the grass. And you could barely see it. And has the moment in the film in which it does become a Marvel movie because special effects happen. It becomes a Michael Bay film. Actually, Stefan, how does this film use special effects in this one and only scene? Is that the part with the uh, green screen shots with the photo in the background? No, no. This is a the shot where uh, someone for some reason shoots a missile at the cow. Oh, <laughs> how can I forget? Forget. I That's why I said Michael Bay. <laughs> Michael Bay shot. Oh, I almost forgot about that. I used to. We, I we used see to, it twice, don't we? That was yeah. really cutting edge because I used to. You could get your phone apps to do that. <laughs> so. Yeah, a big massive missile in the mi- middle of nineteen of nineteen forty BC Israel or something like that. Nineteen forty? Nine hundred. Nine hundred forty, excuse me, Israel. And it explodes and the cow's still like fine and like the sacrifice of the bull did not work. <laughs> Baal has been defeated. And then it literally comes up, Jehovah beat Baal. <laughs> Baal is defeated. And you're like, okay. And then it's like the news. Let's see the replay of that amazing footage. <laughs> it's like there's the same shitty effect. But with a filter like over the top saying replay. What? That was the greatest. We laughed so hard. What was the narrative context of that blue screen, the, the green screen thing Stefan was saying? Uh, uh, the bit with the photo in the background. No, I remember oh, what it okay, was. That was okay, so there's on, a whole right? sequence in which green screen is used. It's basically once Elijah has defeated the Baal people... Um, Again, this is me just winging it, people. Yeah, I know. Jezebel is like, well, that is that. Let's get him properly this time. And it has a quick cut of of uh, Elijah going, ah! And then he runs, and it's like a green screen of him running from location to location as Jezebel's people are running from location to location. And they are random photos Sometimes they're paintings, like photos of a paint, oil painting. And they're extremely low res. And the best part was the one you laughed at so hard so far, which I, I do not understand how they did this. They did a green screen thing of like, you know, a, a, a photo stock image of a green background. But then they accidentally Forest, interspliced yeah. real footage that they had of trees. And it kind of just popped in. And it was like, hello. And he's like, what? There was also one shot where the green screen screwed up and it looked like there were a bunch of spider webs. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's also one of those shots. Yeah. Like, he basically has to run and run and run until eventually he no longer keeps running and he's curing lepers now. Yeah. And he, has a, and he even has a right-hand man who gets punished for wanting profit. And he gets suffered with leprosy. These are all played by girls, by the way, these ones. Yeah. Elijah and it's like these two sisters. And they've sw- this is when they swap. They swap Elijah out with some girl, some other girl. And- some successor, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when um, when the the soundtrack was really on the nose? Uh, when they like pretty much the entire the bird. movie. <laughs> when they played, uh, what was the Beatles song again? Black Blackbird. Bird. When a blackbird flew when on the street. actual Blackbird, I was like, yeah, I appreciate that. When you actually. say actual. <laughs> well, yeah, actual. It was like the shittiest of the birds, right? When you say actual, do you mean some pieces of paper cut up together, <laughs> stuck on a piece of stick? That was I the... appreciate the prop and actual well, no, well, that Blackbird w- to match that, the song. But that was, that was the one that wasn't like a stuffed bird. It was just paper. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Jehovah's people, are you going to be able to consume this cow and inspire? By the power of Jehovah. can do anything. By the power of Jehovah, we will be able to... Just feed the veil and worship the true 
Yeah, so basically the plot is Elijah, this new prophet that's spreading the word of Jehovah, he's basically having to defeat the Satanist Baal people, and then the evil king, and then Jezebel, and then wiping out more of the Baal people, and then he's dead at some point, mm. and Jahu is in charge now, who's some guy. Mm. And How Jah- do we know that he becomes king? Who, Jahu? Yeah. <laughs> because he kills someone that we've never met before. No, no, the, no. He kills an uncle. He kills, no, 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 he does, because he kills one of the uncle characters, who is apparently Jezebel's son. <laughs> Remember this? Is that the one with all the bread in the corner? No, that no, that's a farmer. But how uh, do we know specifically that he's king? Because he says he is. <laughs> oh, what was that shot like where he, where he says that, Ryan? It was fucking awful. <laughs> it was a shot of him... In frame, going, he says something like, ha ha, now I'm king, or something. Yeah, and, and he's stabbing people. Yeah. <laughs> he's oh, stabbing yeah. his disciples. <laughs> no, no, there's a B plot, one of many, <laughs> which the king wants a farm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is that. The king wants a farm from some guy who's, who's, Sticky tape some grapes to some plants. <laughs> Both green and purple grapes, yes. <laughs> to show that he can grow them all. And, <laughs> and the king is like, yay, can I have your land? And the guy's like, no. And he's like, they're oh, bartering. I've got, some, I've got some money. He goes, I don't need money. <laughs> and then he's like, I've, I can give you my daughter. I can give you my camels. I can give you gold. I can give you a portion. And the of guy land. just basically, you know, cuts him up by saying, those are all the same thing. <laughs> but I think, he, but I think he specified it more so to the daughters and the, the daughters. That was all the same to me. And he's like, basically, you know, the king's like a pussy, and just goes, oh, okay, and leaves. And, and then he tells Jezebel, and he's like sucking depre- his thumb, he's depressed and sucking his thumb, and like got a blanket over him, and he's speaking. <laughs> Do you remember how Jezebel's reaction was to yes. all this? She's like, "What's wrong with you now? Huh? What is all this about? What is it because you couldn't find your remote again?" <laughs> <laughs> Because they when he's watching TV, and she's all like in his face. She's like in his face, and I think she even says some great line, like, like she has an equivalent of, "Well, now I know you can stop doing whatever this is." <laughs> <laughs> the remote, the remote parts, the, the remote part stuck out to me because later on, I can't remember if it was later. It was earlier early. on. Yeah, the rain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Later on, then. So yeah, there's a part where it. Like, there are news reporters out in the field, aka a backyard, and they're holding umbrellas. Yeah, because the flo- the droughts have ended now because the Baal people have been vanquished. Yeah, they're holding the umbrellas before the rain starts, and, like, there are two shots of this. The first one, you know, it's clearly like a hose that's doing the rain. The first one it was, like, acceptable. The one on the cover, yeah. Yeah, it, it was acceptable for a home movie standard, and... But, yeah, it actually looked alright. Yeah, the second one, no, it was really shit. But one of them mentions something about a remote. It's the king. They're interviewing the king because the droughts have gone, and they're like, "Does this prove that the Jehovahs are right?" And he's like, "Oh, well, well, I mean, you know, I got this whole thing on my remote. If it gets wet, and, da, 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 and we couldn't hear him, and we could only hear bits and pieces." And it was like, "What's he talking about?" And then there's like, and then there's a payoff to that, which is he gets his remote, and the wife's like, "Oh, the remote is like, okay." She calls up her her goons again. <laughs> yeah. To be like, one of which I guess is her son? I guess they're her sons. Is that the one with the pink parrot? Yeah, yeah, because he gets killed later <laughs> by Jahu. Mm. And and she's like, well, he killed my son. That's it. I'll have to kill him myself. She's always like, I have to kill them myself. 
she's all like, yo, sons, basically, or these two goons that are basically someone's uncles. Yeah. Can you go, my husband, the king, you know the king? He wanted a farm, and they this guy wouldn't give it to him. And they're like, but here's the king. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm the wife. Because <laughs> this girl who plays this role is so good. Because at the end, there's a post credit scene where she's like, what she's learned, and she's learned about Jezebel. She goes, and I should know because I played her. <laughs> <laughs> she was talking about what she learned about Jezebel and the yeah. fact that she played her was a big part of it. I, but she says so like cockily, like, and I should know because I played her. But she's basically like, go kill this farmer. They go off, kill the farmer. Then she comes back with the king and be like, look, here's the farm now. It's yours. And he's like, yay. And the guy is still twitching. And she's like, oh, don't worry. He'll be dead soon. And she kicks him. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, this is the thing that I bought for, for with money. <laughs> like, I just... A cent per minute. Plus an extra two. Cent oh, yeah. Minute. An extra two. Mm. Yeah, there's basically... The rest of this thing... There's a lot of, like extra filler plots like every time it cuts to the inside of a house it's like a new side story starts with a new character yeah Yeah, crying with the baby i mean the baby that's like covered up it looks like it's probably can't breathe and it's basically some kind of like psalm or whatever like it's just basically here's a little story yeah here's another one and they all are pointless what was the one uh (laughs) sorry just just to interrupt you he just mentioned the one where the kid died. When yeah. the kid gets revived by Elijah, they play We Are Fans. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the best use of music. Well, there was also one where the leper was getting healed to ch- 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 changes. And I love the, the one makeup. from the Shrek 2 soundtrack. <laughs> great makeup with the white paint to represent leprosy. I mean, it, Very looked, well done. it looked great on on the specific kid who had the leprosy, Daniel. Where yeah, it I wasn't know you're symmetrical, listening. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the upper part of his cheek on like the left side. Yeah. It was so good. Um, what was the one where the the two <laughs> uncles were distracted by cupcakes? I I, I don't know. Because <laughs> there was there was <laughs> where oh I think that's when no I know I know yeah. so there's the character of uh, Obadiah, yeah, who hid a bunch of the Jehovah's people right yeah, like a hundred of them in a cave and that's them escaping the yep. cave mm. and those are the guards or people and they're getting distracted by cupcakes oh yeah, yeah, they're, yeah they're yeah. basically this the fact th- that i i can actually understand that aspect of the movie is giving me a headache <laughs> now you, you now you described it very clearly like you know they're in a cave and oh the cave is represented or... by someone's by a, nice, they're, by they're, a very nice house these two by someone's like these two very cloaked, nice house these two cloaked uncles are basically standing in front of like a, a foyer a they're a in a foyer, foyer like hu- hallway like passage the kitchen's clearly like behind them and around the corner and the kids are peeking out you know, they're, they're all serious, like, oh, we are guarding, we are guarding, ooh, cupcakes, and they're doing, like, you know, these finger acting, and, like, the, <laughs> acting, their yeah. faces are like, ooh, yes, uh, we want these cupcakes, and eventually when all the kids, like, sneak away, because they're very subtle, they're like, oh, no, wait, we have to be guarding again, we're guarding, like, I thought that that was funny and charming. Yes, I agree. It was very funny. It was very charming. That's a lot of this movie. It's charming, but also infuriating, because mm. it's, it's like... You, you, you two both said, "Oh well, look." They they had a cart at one point. Yeah. And you guys went, "Oh look, it look at that. That's really good." It's the fun. No, he said they put in good effort, and I went, "No, they didn't." And you went, "No, no, come on, Ryan. They did put in good effort." And I went, 
no. Like, I was just like, yeah, I guess for a bunch of people who didn't know what the hell they were doing. For a bunch of kids, you know, like, I appreciate uh, you the think, I think the adults made these, these props. <laughs> um, talking about making things. Mm. DIY of a mummy was really important because yes, the mummy. We, we pointed that out in the main menu. Like the fourth or fifth option, fourth or five options was DIY mummy. So that told us, and Ryan mentioned it a few times as a reminder that there's going to be a mummy at some point. <laughs> yeah. And we, I think we all knew it was going to be like toilet paper covered. Like I, I actually gave them more credit. I thought they were going to use sheets or something like cut okay, up strips yeah. of sheets, but they went with toilet paper. So we were waiting. I was like, okay, there's going to be a mummy soon. I think at one point I joked like, oh, maybe he's going to be the mummy. And they saved it for like the very end. The yeah. very end. Like, was it just just before the credits? Yeah, yeah. Basically, or just basically, after the just credits? Be, no, just yeah. before the end. And it's like, oh, they wrapped Elijah's bones and then they chucked him nowhere and in a tomb. But it was like in a bush. Yeah, but they even they were like, should we be chucking Elijah's bones in this place? And they're like, <laughs> eh, who cares? And then he came back from the dead. Mm. And then they immediately ripped him apart. Or Elijah. The Jehovah followers did this. Yeah. The, the mummy. We cannot stress enough, it is just a guy wrapped up in a lot of toilet paper to the point in which when he's lying on the ground, there's toilet rolls. That, <laughs> yeah. So Because we rolls. know this because in the DIY scene, they're wrapping them up in that place and just dropping the toilet rolls there. <laughs> in the park. Yeah. In the public park. They couldn't be bothered to put it in a plastic bag and put it in their car to put in a bin somewhere. Or something, or pick them up and put them in. The bin. They just they just dropped them on on the ground. Probably left them there. It's okay, they're cardboard, but like you know, it's still it's still rubbish, guys. Yeah, mm. come on. In a park, like it'll stick. What out, would Jehovah yeah. say? <laughs> Jehovah not be happy. Oh yeah, um, I want you to kill neighbor because Ahab wants the field, and I'm gonna get him the field. How are we gonna do that? Well, I don't know. Lie. Say he blamed Jehovah on something. I don't know. Blast him. I don't what, know. now? Yes, figure it out. Do it. Go. Do what you have to. Go kill. Yes. Kill. Kill him because we want the field. Kill. Yes. Field kill. Go! I learned that during that time it would have taken a lot of courage for his um, Jehovah's servants to stand up to Jezebel because I would know because I played her and um, she was really mean and horrible to everyone including her husband and um, yeah, it would just would have taken a lot of faith in Jehovah, and I admire that. Is there anything else? Because there's so much. But Stefan, is there anything else that you think is something that we really need to talk about, like a specific did, story or scene or thingy? Shot, did we soundtrack? Did, did we mention the part where um, the two uncles, when they go to um, Jezebel's house, and she's standing at the door, she's like, and they, they're, they're like warning her that people are gonna come to kill her, and yeah. she's like, "Let me put on some makeup." That, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, they're coming here to kill me? All right, go away. I'm going to put on some makeup. <laughs> and then she puts on makeup. And this, oh, we got to talk about the Jezebel death. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Jahu killed her son. He rocks up. In her driveway. <laughs> well, she's on the balcony, yes. She's on the balcony. He's screaming about how he's going to be king, and she's just, like, flicking hair, like, I'm not hearing a word of this. And she's on, like... It's clearly where she's on that balcony. She's like on the second floor of whatever building. Yeah. Cuts to a different shot. And now she's on the first floor. Like in the kitchen window or something. At a kitchen window. And she's basically like, like waxing philosophic about like, they can't kill me. I'm in a palace. (laughs) And then immediately people run behind her and like slash her throat and throw her out the window. They they push her out the window. 
And what song's playing while this is happening? I can't remember the song. Oh, I do. I remember I what happens. Remember. Oh, what it cuts to. What, it cuts to her on the ground in the the best. No, 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 no. It cuts to black and it plays like a like a oh, falling yeah, the sound. Oh yeah, falling sound and a. And because I remember, because one of you were like, "Oh, she's dead." I'm like, "No, the sound effect's still playing." And it cuts to the best shot in the entire movie, which is like, like. An aerial esque shot, like they're above her, and she's like in a very kind of Renaissance painting pose. With and she's dead, and her eyes are open, and she looks very intense. Uh, and oh, the gold chains in her hair yeah. have like shattered all over the ground. It actually looked good, guys. You did a good job with that shot, except for the bit where she's being eaten by a bunch of four year olds with some <laughs> fur on their heads and yeah. dog makeup, and they're playing Who Let the Dogs Out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> I forgot. I can't character. believe I forgot about the who lets the dogs out bit. Jeez, that was a loud <laughs> I reaction. I, I forgot about the character who later sings. Who it let the dogs it out. just it just hit me like hit us both at the same time. Oh my god, they did actually play who lets the dogs out. Who let the part. dogs out? Oh, <laughs> and she's being eaten. So there is a point where it cuts to a bunch of non-BBC like news outlets around the world, including SBS. I like that. That was a. I thought that was. Yeah, it, it had, was a good idea. It had adults dressed as like stereotypes and Execu- speaking <laughs> and stereotypes. Other Execution yeah. was a bit questionable. I don't know if there was an actual an SBS Copenhagen, but uh... oh, you you can't you can't judge. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of them was a parody of an Australian media icon, Leland Chin, who's been the news anchor woman for SBS since it started. No one knows how old she is. She retired recently, though. She just retired, yeah. but she's still active in the media. But, like... I think the, one of the She's this tickers... old Asian lady who's known for having crazy fashion and hairstyles and makeup styles. And she's great. I think one of the news tickers said her name was, like, Lee... Lee Lin Chen or something. Or something. Yeah. Lee Lin Chen. Yeah. Because she's played by a white woman. Yeah, she oh, was played true. by one of the family people, like the Henriksen mum or something. Yeah. 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 She was great. The whole SBS coverage of this world event. And the film just kind of ends with, like, I guess, Jahu's king. Elijah is dead. Everyone's happy. Don't worship Baal. But, of course, we're missing the greatest scene. Out of nowhere, a bear attacks a bunch of delinquents. (laughs) Delinquents. Now, Ryan, why are you using that word specifically? It seems a bit unusual. Because that's what the news reporter man (laughs) said. He said it like two or three times. He said the bears attacked 14 delinquents, and then you hear someone behind the camera, it was 40. Oh, no, they go, "Uh, it's 40. Oh, sorry. Breaking news, 40 delinquents. And if you're a delinquent, you better watch out for this bear. And the whole bear sequence is the stuff of dreams. (laughs) The stuff of dreams. And Stefan, th- come on. You you have to you have to break down the, the, the bear aspect for everyone. Look, and you thought that the bear was killed by Jezebel, but you were wrong. No, that was just a gag. That yeah. was just a bear. It Still. might not be the bear. Oh yeah. There are more than one bears in this universe. Well hold on, wasn't it was in that shot, wasn't it your bear or that bear? Or yeah, whatever. Yeah. A bear. <laughs> there there was on this it was in the park. There was Bright green grass. Very They're having nice. a picnic. Yeah, having a picnic. And then this bear kind of appears out of the bushes, if as I it, recall. As it does. Wait, no, no, no. Didn't one of the uncles run out of the bushes and then another person came out and then the bear came out? Who cares? The bear jumps out of the bushes and starts mauling people. And then the massacre mauling. begins. Mauling. This poor kid tries to escape. The The bear grabs the, 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 the kid by the legs and drags it across the grass. It is very, very gory. It is very, very scary. This poor delinquent. 
as you say, it's very, very scary and gory. Of course, you're being sarcastic because this is like the cutest, dumbest <laughs> bear outfit, but it's also fucking terrifying to look at because its eyes are huge and encompassing. It has. It doesn't have pupils, does it? Holes where the hands are for the like for someone to stick their hand out yeah, of you, the sleeves. And actually, you I, can see the feet. You can see their ankles and their bare f- soles. Their bare soles. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh the bear sequence is hilarious because it goes on for two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like he's attacking every single one of these people. None of them are running away enough to get away from this bear. A, a lot of the deaths are basically they're they're flat on the ground. He picks up or well, it's actually we find out it's a woman in the costume, but, but the, bear the bear could be a boy, yeah. we don't know. The bear like picks them up by their the their legs, their ankles. It basically looks like it's sniffing their feet, and then it just puts it in and the feet and down, and they're dead. And then it just like le- jumps onto their back and like just like well, pokes their head. Sometimes it just grabs their leg and then taps their taps the face on the leg, and then the kid falls down, and they move on to someone else. Like, oh, that killed him. It's like tag, tag, you're it, you're dead. Mm. The bear. I don't know why they got this. I feel like they someone owns this outfit and they're like we got to incorporate it in well, here. and the, in like the post credits like, and behind the scenes there's shots of it playing the piano and they're like creepily oh, pay- playing the piano my dad what hi oh, my lady jehu has killed jehoram and he's coming here to get you what jehu has killed your son jehoram and he's coming here now to get you dead dead okay dead. i'm gonna go put on some makeup get out go what are you doing go on a positive note at no point in the movie do you see the cameraman mm. like reflecting anything. You see the shadow on in the park, yeah. but like that's it. They didn't f- screw up that bad. So congratulations, guys. And they were clearly having a good time. They were yeah. having a good Look, time. Look, this is a family values movie, and I appreciate it. Did you? What? That's what we said about Eric Doji too. Stefan, what did you learn? <laughs> Well, I learned about these historical religious figures, Baal or Baal, I don't know how to pronounce it. Let's just go with Baal though, right? Bali. Yeah, with Bali, yes. The Bali bunch. Um, <laughs> you know, I learned that you could actually buy this in an actual store for $1, and I learned what you can do with a, such a small budget. You know, you can. who says that you can't have a mummy in your movie? With made with toilet paper. Who says you can't make your own little do-it-yourself wagon? And how come that wasn't like a menu option? I want to know how they made the wagon. Oh man, that would have been a great menu option. DIY wagon. Bartek, yes. what did you learn? I learned that in cinema culture these days, especially the more modern ones, you know, they they have there are you know these like you know these gangster films, not not necessarily like you know what we we're talking about before the Untouchables, but like you know the the black kind of gangster films. Oh, gangster! The, the, the things you might see Ice one, Cube and stuff. The one with in. Tupac. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those kind of things. And then you have like you know the white people acting like those characters, and you know they they both have their own entertainment values. But I think they're overplayed. We need more Jezebel from the Rise and Fall of Baal <laughs> archetype female characters. And male, but female, I think it she works She was so well gangster. There's, yeah, there was another actress in this. Actress. <laughs> there was another <laughs> yeah, one in there that was like, um, she was like, she also had that kind of inflection hmm. where she said, yeah. She said something like, um, she's like, 
yeah, you gotta know about Dr. Jehovah. That was the greatest. That was so good. The greatest. Um, what did I learn, Ryan? What did you learn? I learned that it's worth waiting to get what you want because mm. in the end, you get to learn about Baal. Even though, really, I didn't learn a single thing about Baal, but more about you know Elijah, and. All the others, but Baal not in it as much. But it has taught me the value that anyone can make a video project or movie. Because at the end of the day, it's only you holding yourself back. Because the rise and fall of Baal has made a monetary profit off of me by me buying it, and that shows that you can succeed in this in in the industry of making movies. These guys had clearly no idea how to make a movie. They had a camera, they had a microphone, they had a bunch of eager kids that wanted to make a movie, and they had their prescribed text of whatever religious background these people are from, whether they're Jehovah's or something other shoot. And they grabbed all these things together and said, let's just do it. And I actually kind of respect this one more than Finding Emo, (laughs) because Finding Emo is just a bunch of people who thinks, like in that movie where the, the Australian's making a document, using the, their holiday to make a documentary, was a lot more yeah, them image. giving their white Australian philosophy without any thought behind it. Even though this didn't have much thought behind it, they had their religious text and the morals from that they were trying to bestow. Even though we couldn't hear it and we didn't understand, I respect it and I recommend you go get it. <laughs> I will I will tell you that there is a preview that we did watch. Oh yeah. That is confusing because it seems it's to the, have actors not in it, the actual It's thing. the top option on the menu. Yeah. It's a preview for their next one. We uh, we presume the David and Goliath movie they're making. <laughs> and I want to see it. And they credited the, the kid the, that played David, who was not in the main film of The Rise and Fall of Baal, in the credits of The Rise and Fall of Baal. Yeah, Ro- uh, Ringo. Yeah, Ringo. I did enjoy that gag. I can't remember where, if whether it's in the uh, outtakes or not, but the bit where he's in the little suitcase, and then <laughs> that, they just open that. and he's there. That was kind of amusing, I thought. <sighs> I don't think Ryan liked it very much. Ryan <laughs> made a joke about, like, oh, that's why he's not in the film. They put him away. Or something. <laughs> they put him away. <laughs> Yeah, we watched a preview, and it's basically a scene of David killing Goliath, and it's just as awesome as you think it is. Because it's a <laughs> really, really young boy as David, and a full-grown man as Goliath with, like, a cardboard shield. And sunglasses. And sunglasses, and with a really intense face. And um, that that's the preview, and it's like, oh, there's more in this universe <laughs> yeah. of films from these people. Yeah. And guys, if you were somehow behind the making of this... Please contact us. We've got the social medias. Our email yeah. is spitandpolished at gmail.com. I want to talk to you. I want to know when this came out, who made this, why did you make this, all of this good stuff. Please, on behalf of Jehovah, <laughs> do it for me <laughs> and for him. He needs the word spread about why you made this in, on behalf of him. The only criticism I can give this film is that they should have incorporated the message of that you shouldn't punch people more into the story yeah. rather than just the postscript. Or turn down the music. <laughs> That, yeah, that. That too. That's a big criticism. Rachel wanted, had a headache. I missed a lot of important dialogue. Yeah, man. I want to know more about Jezebel's plight, you know, <laughs> and, and is she okay after Jezebel's spin-off eat? too, yeah. Yeah, the Jezebel show. 
I would the rise and fall of Jezebel. She can be the equivalent in David and Goliath to what the BBC guy was in this. Mm. We watched the extras, which was just more bloopers. Yeah, behind the scenes, we thought that would be more like, you know, talking to the camera about the film, but it was really it was just... just the bloopers, because I put more the bloopers, bloopers and extended At the end of the main feature, uh, and then there was just more bloopers and in the, behind the scenes. And we watched a clip show, which was just... Slideshow, which was just what you think it is, just photos. I, and Ryan, you were so done at that point that even though we had Paradise by Coldplay in the background, which is uh, one of my favourite songs, actually, mm. even you couldn't I do hate, anymore. Well, it's because I hate Coldplay, but Fair like... <laughs> Coldplay, more like don't play. And we've. Well, we fast played. <laughs> and we've already talked about DIY Mummy, right? DIY Mummy, yep. definitely worth checking out. Now, guys, this movie is insane. This is a movie, apparently. Mm-hmm. Are you glad you watched it? And would you recommend this if anyone could get a copy of You've this? You've already answered that, yeah. <laughs> the answer's yes from me. Oh, yes from Ryan. I had a good time. It, it was fun. There were, there was a point where I think Stefan mentioned like that it's, he'd been lost, but then something you brought it back to him. The wagon brought it back to him. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I made a joke during our watching of it that like Ryan, this is the Australian who killed Captain Alex. Yes, which is a, a Ugandan film that was made also by people who with like know, a. $20 budget or something, if said. Yes, yeah, so I, I guess the equivalent there is like they're they're very much in poverty, whereas this is more middle-class white Australian <laughs> version of that. It it was nice seeing it. It was built up for a very long time for us, and, you know, we've always been saying, even if this is just a PowerPoint presentation, we are going to talk about it on the show. So the fact that it did have over an hour's worth of content to sift through did give us something to talk about. If you can find it, it would be a very interesting thing to say that you own. Yeah. And if you own it, you know, you may as well watch it. I want this blown up as a poster to stick on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan? Like a po- like a landscape, so you have the whole Yo, thing. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a believer now, obviously. So when those Jehovah's Witnesses come knocking on my door, I will ask them to come in. And explain this. <laughs> I might have to get a copy so they can uh, tell me all about it. But you know what? I am glad I watched this because you know it's. Uh, if it was something else, we could have had a really boring. We could have had a really boring mystery box. But this was very entertaining. Are you glad you watched it with other people? Yeah, of course. Of course. I wouldn't have watched this by myself. Not yeah. in a million years. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I would have. <laughs> because you know, I need. You know, I want to spread the message to everyone. Of course. So not watch it by myself because I'm a believer, obviously. But you know, I enjoyed the acting of. Jezebel's um, oh, actress, great. she was the only good one, really. She Very local talent. Yes. Local kind of flavor. I think there was one or two other good ones, but she was a standout. She was top build. Yeah, and I'm hoping for the Barley Bunch spin-off <sighs> sequel. Well, it said coming too soon to BBC too. Yeah. Barley Bunch. And I enjoyed the uh, SBS Around the World parts. That mm. was okay. God, I was... don't know if that was doing actual languages, but... Uh, I hope so. Did you like yeah. Lee Lin Jen singing Who Let the Dogs Out and then walking off frame? I love both those parts. I love the use of that song, and I love the Lee Lin and Lee Lan Jen whatever um, parody person too. That we was very enjoyable. We forgot to mention there's a rabbit in the film. Yes. Oh yeah, oh, one of the rabbit. kids nearly steps on him. <laughs> Cute rabbit. Yeah, he's probably dead now. But guys, grab my hand. We're gonna shake hands because 
we covered at least 10% of the movie. Yeah! <laughs> it, but guys, I honestly think we could make a 12-part series of trying to break this down. Oh, Rise We'd and be, Fall of Minute? Yeah, Minute by Minute Breakdown it, it kept on going, right? We thought it was over. And I it thought kept on you guys going. were surprised that it was more than 20 minutes. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking, oh, this is definitely going to be feature length. And it met in the middle. Jehovah! Jehovah. Jehovah. Here, we'll kill you. Bring it. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. Right. We have two mm-hmm. people and you're one. Jehovah. He will kill you and your stupid god Bale because you killed the I'm gonna kill you! Now, guys, unfortunately, we're near the end of the episode. We're gonna be wrapping up, but we have to escape the room, Stefan. We're trapped in here. And... We're trapped in here because we are Baal supporters. We are. We support Baal. We have Baal sticks. Um, poles. We have Baal poles in the room. And dang it. We're, we're, being, we're being blocked by Jehovah himself. He came all the way down here. His foot's in the door. He's saying, no, no, no. We have to get someone from the movie. We have to, ha- yeah, we have to pick a Jezebel. I mean, a character from the film. <laughs> we have to pick someone from the movie to help us defeat Jehovah himself. Who would you pick? Well, of course, Jezebel's on my team. Of course, Barthek. Jezebel would be my option, true, but just for the sake of variety, uh, the uncles. Good choice. The uncles as one entity. Well, oddly enough. It's Jezebel. Sorry about that. We're freaking yeah. Jezebel. No, it's fair enough. I was being Jezebel's here. devil's advocate. She's here. We all have a go. But honestly, what's even the point? Because Jezebel's immediately like, okay, Jehovah, you want to mess with us? You want to mess with us? Okay, first off, I'm going to have to put on some makeup. And then if I have so she's to come back, up her turn. she's like, and if I have to come back after putting on my makeup, I'm going to have to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to have to kill your family. I'm going to have to kill your friends, your followers. Uh, you have a dog. I'm definitely going to have to kill that. That bear over there, he's gone. <laughs> right? You better make up your mind now or else I'm going to come back here and I'm just going to wipe out the whole entire human race. And then I'm going to wipe out the next race that you try and create to replace us. Okay. And he's like, <laughs> she means business. While she's getting on her makeup, I'll take, what are you going to do? I'm looking into Jehovah's masculine eyes with yeah. their feminine voice, and I'm walking over towards them, but I'm not looking at my feet. <gasps> and right in front of my right foot, there is a rabbit, and Jehovah, Jehovah oh, sees no! the rabbit, but I don't. So Jehovah is panicking, looking at the rabbit, and wondering what he should do, because he has to guard the door, but I'm walking towards him, and the rabbit's in the way. Right. So he, he's freaking out from my action. Okay. Stefan, what are you going to do to stop Jehovah himself? Well, I'm going to get those pieces of bread and toast and all that garbage that's in the corner of that scene. Oh, the uh, farmer scene. Yeah. Yes, the farmer scene, and I'm going to throw it at Jehovah, and it's not going to do anything, but I have faith, so I'm going to throw it again. <laughs> So me, I'm taking the very important role of um, 
supplying uh, Jezebel with her makeup. I'm standing there. <laughs> you just want her turn to come. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm helping her apply her makeup. She's like, Ryan, if you do not hurry up right now, I'm going to have to kill you. You're her son. I'm going to have to kill your family. <laughs> you know that fiance that you watched this movie with? I know where she lives. I'm going to have to kill her. You have a dog? No, I don't have a dog. Well, guess what? Did you have one? Yeah, I had one. Well, I'm going to ask Jehovah to bring him back from the dead so I can kill him. <laughs> and then kill Jehovah. Uh, and then I'm going to have to kill him, Jehovah himself, all right? And then and you're, you're going to have double dead You're going to have double dead dog. Double dead dog. And that bear over there, he's going to be triple dead. <laughs> if you do not quicken up with giving me the stuff I need. And I'm like, whoa, You're okay. pumping on her hair. I'm giving it, I'm pumping her hair, I'm pumping her hair. She's like, that's enough, Ryan, okay? Because if you do not stop right now, I'm going to have to kill you. I'm going to have to kill your family. <laughs> you know that dog that died and Jehovah died? Well, guess what? I'm Jehovah now. I'm going to bring Jehovah back to bring your dog back. And then I'm going to have to kill your dog. Kill your dog. Quadruple dead dog. <laughs> Jehovah's hearing this and he's just backing away like okay okay and then she walks up she's like where are you going to young man come here come here come here respect your respect your elder come here she grabs him by the scruff of his beard and she's like okay whatever this is this whole bit at the end of every mystery box episode where they have to escape the room that's over now okay it's done and and now we're done she's 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 left Thanks, Jezebel. And then she comes back and pushes Jehovah off a cliff and... Oh, 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 oh. Who let the dogs out? This is all... No, that's the dogs that she killed. <laughs> Every single dog that she killed. Every dog I killed, they killed me back, but it's okay because I'm back and I killed them. They killed them five dead dog times, whatever that is. Peter, if you are listening to this, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, I just want to say that I knew the rabbit was there all along. He knew it was there I was there just pretending. Along. Stefan, so chill out. thank you so much for choosing The Rise and Fall of Bar. Also coming on the podcast. It was great to have you on. Yeah. You have your own podcast, though. Yes. He uh, does. I it's s- called the Jezebel cast, <laughs> in which every episode not. he talks about Jezebel and how great she was. Uh, Jezebel, uh, the actress who plays, if you're listening, come on down, because you're from Melbourne. So the podcast that I started recently is called Rock Capital. It's part of Sin Media. Ooh. So if you go on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Rock Capital Pod. Same for Twitter, Twitter, Rock Capital Pod. You can uh, check out the social media. It's on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So yeah. basically, it's about rock music, and Rock Capital refers to Melbourne, our dear city where this great movie was filmed. Yeah. So, you know, you should, a- you should rename your film Baal Capital. Baal Capital, yes. <laughs> Maybe I will. So, you know, if you like rock music, if you like Melbourne as well, check it out. Give it a download, rate five stars, give it a like, all that good stuff. You know, that's a good idea. Yes. I've already re- I've already reviewed and rated your show, so I'm already on top of that. Yes, and uh, please uh, follow Spit and Polish's social medias oh, too. Oh, he's giving us Thank a plug. Thank you. Yeah, we're on the social medias as well. We've got the iTunes, Google Play, uh, all that stuff. You can find us uh, everywhere. Spread us like the ball that you should. And let Jehovah know that we're after him because if he comes back at us again, six dead dog time. <laughs> but it's like a pleasure to finally host the episode with you in which we uh, did Baal. Yep. Uh, Baal, thank you uh, for existing. The rise and fall of Baal. Jehovah too. And Jehovah, Jehovah, you did a good job. Uncles. Good job, bro. Uncles. Shout out to all uncles and Shout cupcakes. out to the BBC reporters out there. King David. That are reporting since the beginning of time to now. Uh, you guys have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful listening people. And until next time, remember, 
if you come at me, I'm gonna have to kill you. I'm gonna have to kill your family, your friends, that dog. That's seven dead dogs, and seven is a lucky number. So guess what? It means I get to kill them again. And that bear, he's waiting behind you now. He's waiting behind you, you for you to die so that he can get killed by me. You mean me, overweight hairy guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are definitely a bear. Uh, well, we're finished with this, whatever this is, we're finished sulking.